Okay, so hey guys, welcome back to the Triple Threat Podcast. This is episode five. Um, in this episode, we'll be um, revisiting the George Floyd situation and then voting and stuff and how what we can do to try to improve the lives of African Americans. Yeah. So, Emmanuel, would you like to start off with a word of prayer? Of course. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. God, thank you. Thank you once again for assembling Team Triple Threat. Thank you for waking us all up this morning. Thank you for blessing us, Lord. This is episode five. You're so good, God. Episode five, many more to come. I pray that you bless this discussion today. I pray that we articulate ourselves well. I pray that we touch on the subject in the proper way because we do know this is a hot topic, a sensitive subject. And I pray that we do the discussion justice. I pray that, um, yeah, I just pray that you bless this podcast recording. I pray that you bless everybody listening to it. And, um, yeah, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So, um, first question for you guys. Um, do you think we are losing our fire in the protests? What do you mean? With all the marching going on across the nation and even the world. Do you think we're slowing down? Do you think we're pausing and somewhat carrying on as normal with our protests and our passion for Black Lives Matter? Well, yeah, I've been hearing less about it. Yeah. I haven't been hearing as much about it as I was like when the situation like kind of just happened and everything. You don't hear as much about it. I know that there was a protest here, though, um, yesterday, but, like, that's all that I've heard about, like, since, you know. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I haven't been hearing that much about it. And also, like, the way... A lot of people were going about protesting initially. It was, we kind of touched on this like the past few weeks. It was, it really wasn't peaceful protests. Mm. There was a lot of looting, and, um, a lot of people rising up and destroying communities and stuff. And that's really not a sustainable way to like voice like disapproval or objection because yeah you see what happened like they were talking about martial law having armed people in the streets a lot of cities did have armed people in the streets you know when I slowed us down slowed the protest down yeah Speaking of protests, like I think 
I think we should have like a little discussion about the best way to protest. Like maybe we should look at the civil rights movement, you know, the bus boycotts right. and stuff like that and how a lot of black people came together. We banded together. We were carpooling together. We were walking, you know, and money talks. People are listening when, you know, the little pocket starts, you know, getting dry. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but that's America, you know, so we need to, I believe, you know, learn from our ancestors, pioneers of the civil rights movement. And um, go towards ideas and actions like that. But to answer your question, Kayana, yeah, I do believe we've been losing fire in our protests. Yeah. What about you? What do you think, Kayana? Yeah, uh, I agree with you guys. The numbers of protests across the world have dropped tremendously. And um, I'm a little concerned. Hmm. Yeah. So, so as a result of the lack of protest going on, what do you guys? Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? And if it's a good thing, what's the solution? And if it's a bad thing, what's like? What do we do? I think it's bad because you know how we were talking about like that's how people are taking out their anger. Mm. It's like people get really mad, then they do that. And then, like, they calm down. So then, like, okay, like, that's it, you know? Mm. Like, that's not solving anything. Like, that's why you have to stop and think. Like, and ch- that's what, like we were saying, channeling your anger in something else. Because if they would think and, like, figure out a plan that would actually, you know, that you can actually work towards instead of just, okay, let's burn this building down. And then that's that, you know? If they mm. actually put that energy working on something that can actually be, you know, constantly worked on, then it would be more beneficial than just, you know, just a one time out of anger, I guess. I agree. I also think it's a bad thing. Pretty much everything Tony just said, hit the nail on the head. Like we get mad we start cutting up and then everything stops because force is going to be like implemented and then we just sit down and it kind of feels like the same thing is going to happen again like somebody else is going to like we haven't found like a like a sustainable like impactful solution mm-hmm. or form of protest. So, I mean, yeah, it does kind of feel like the same thing is going to happen again. You know, another unarmed black person is going to be killed, then we're going to get mad, and then we're going to, you know, rise up, and then we're going to get crushed because we didn't think of a like a non-violent 
like peaceful way to let ourselves be known. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's sad. That really is sad. What you think, Kay? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, what Emmanuel and and you said, I mean, it kind of just broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> I I guess I didn't realize it until you guys said something. You know, that all this is dying out, and now it feels like we're back in the same place we were five years ago. You know, in that place where we can't, we don't have a voice. We tried and we tried, and now we're going back to normal. Now it's just, oh, just another black man died. We'll see who gets angry next time. You know, it's, it's, it's beginning to be consistent, consistently planned, well, predictable. And, and it's sad because here we are, you know, at three, four weeks ago, we thought, hey, we have the world on our side. And now, Look at us. We'll we're back to square one. But yeah. Like we really gotta figure out something long term to do because this is just gonna keep you know, cycling over and over again. But what? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a question. Yeah. Because it's easy to say we need something, but it's harder to provide a solution. And I know that we haven't, like, really thought about it. Mm. But um, but because we don't have the solution, is there, any, is there any hope we can give? Because, you know, now it's kind of sad. Um, what can we give our audience, our people listening? You know, what, what can we say to them that would kind of, give them some hope that this is not just a recurring cycle that's going to keep happening over and over because this is what happened to black people. Like, wh- what do we say? What do we do? How do we give black people hope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. By doing something about it. Yeah. Have to figure something out. Yeah. I think like Emmanuel was talking about, like seeing the other Civil War pioneers, maybe we need to spend more time studying what they did and what their methods were. So in a, we can formulate something like based off of what's going on right now and how the system is set up now. So and then like, you know, because I mean, we can say it's going to be OK all we want to, but this is it's going to keep happening. Like, and that's just the sad reality of it. So the only way we can help is by trying to do something, I feel like. But, you know, God has a plan at the end of the day, you know. But I don't think he will want people to sit back and let injustice happen at the same time, you know. Like, I feel like as Christians, he wants us to stand up for what's right. That's what he wants for us. I think. Um, I'm I'm thinking that 
everything that we just did was not worth it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm battling between, you know, what we do and then what the Bible says, because the Bible says that everything has a season, everything is planned, everything is orchestrated for the good of those who love the Lord. What, what the devil meant for evil, God made for good. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how does that make sense? How does that apply to us today? Like, yeah. And hold on. I think I, I'm thinking of a verse for this. I'm just, let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay, um, this verse is Proverbs 19.2. It says, even as a soul without knowledge is not good, maketh haste with his feet, sinneth. Okay, that's the King James Version, but I'm going to read it in another version that's, you know, more, um, you know understandable but this is an english standard version and in the english standard version it reads desire without knowledge is not good and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way so like back to like what we were saying about just jumping into doing stuff and not putting thought towards it like we got to do better with that you know because, yeah, protesting is good, but, like, if you're just like, oh, let's just do this protest, and that's it. Like, there's no plan behind it. It's just, like, an impulse. I don't think he wants us to do anything impulsively because things impulsively aren't prosperous, you know? You have to put detail and, and like, thought into it for it to actually be successful. That's how I feel. Uh, But, yeah, Tony, I agree. What you just said. We need to plan things out. We also need, like, I guess this is our responsibility, you know, because we're the ones talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But we definitely, we need leaders and stuff. Because if you also, going back to the civil rights movement and stuff, mm-hmm. they had leaders. Something like a person that inspired inspired like a large group of black people, like Dr. King, Malcolm X, Minister Farrakhan, people like that. And even recently with President Obama, President Obama inspired a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't he get like the highest black voter turnout? Like ever, like in history. So we need to find a way to like get black people inspired too. Yeah. Because if we get inspired, we get charged up. We start jumping up and down. We can cause some damage now. Mm-hmm. We can cause some damage. But yeah, like you said, Tony, that's gonna. That's not something you could really just jump into and do it once. Like that's you have to be meticulous about that. You gotta make a plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's, I guess, what the leader is for. Yeah. They help you, like, they guide you into how to um, how to how to direct that energy into, you know, something that would be beneficial. Yeah, but I, I completely agree with what you just said, Tony. There's not, like, a lot of positive like role models and stuff in the black like community, at least not than any that I've, you know, seen. You know, that's not true. Most of them are like older, like a lot older. You know, a lot of, and, you know, as young people, we really don't want to, like, listen to old people for real. That's some. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother, that's a, that's another problem. And that's really who we can get the wisdom from for figuring out the plans and everything for doing stuff. Yeah. So, who are our leaders? Of now? Today in the mm-hmm. black community? Mm-hmm. Mm. Realistically, like, yeah. <laughs> for real, like, the rappers be leading, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what's shaping our culture, for real. A lot of times, that, and then, I don't know how to, but yeah. I feel like the music and, like, the entertainment industry a lot of that is what our people are looking up to. And a lot of times, like, well, not every single, like, person that's Black that's in the entertainment industry, but a lot of the ones that we mainly pay attention to, and I'm not saying, like, me specifically, I'm just saying, like, we as a whole, is, like, the people that drop out of school, like choose to sell drugs and stuff and then like you know maybe violent that talk about violence and stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah so like that's what that's what we're going towards I feel there's not really a lot of positivity in that and entertainment is what most people spend most of their time on so if that's what you're um, ingesting most of the time, then you know. But yeah, I think I think that is the beginning of fixing something. Because if that is who our people look up to, then that is what we're doing. Mm. And, and, and you know. That music is all about how you feel in the moment. Like, do something now to get results now. So, um... Isn't that pretty much what sin is? Exactly. And that's why we're getting nowhere. That's why we're in a cycle. Like, literally, Jonathan and Negretto sing about this. (laughs) What song? It's a cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just like, we're not going to go anywhere unless we have actual leaders. And we don't. Not in the black community. So, if we don't have black leaders, then what are we, who, what, who are we listening to? Like, we're, fault, we're doing this blindly. Not saying that we're not organized, but we don't have a spokesperson that can settle confusion because when people are saying stop writing or stop doing this and stop doing that, it was confusing. And it wasn't helpful to the majority of people because the majority of people didn't get the same message. So we not necessarily one sole leader, but we need leaders who are saying the same thing and who are going to actually make a difference. Like Martin Luther King, his, his whole focus was the Bible. He had a biblical foundation to, what, to why he was doing what he was doing. That's why he was successful. But us listening to music about people going to what? To do what? It just, I think if we had a leader, our impact would be a lot different. That's why Martin Luther King made history. Because he was a leader. He knew where he was going. And as a result, every black person made an impact. This is not being recorded, though. I guess like what the people, what the leaders of like the civil rights movement and like like you were saying Martin Luther King, the more we study like what they did and stuff, the more we'll understand how to implement those leadership skills and like what they were doing into our current situation. So, speaking about leaders, are uh, do you, uh, you know, individually, do you guys think that senators, mayors, uh, governmental officials, and all that stuff, do you think they are our leaders? In what sense? In a social sense, as in um, not necessarily oh the government officials, yeah the leaders, but personally, are they leaders? Like, do we feel they have our best interest? Is that kind of where you're going? Not necessarily, because not everyone has to like like their leaders, but. I mean, as a standing point between people, communities that they have jurisdiction or authority over, do you guys think personally they are our leaders, not in a governmental stance, but in a social stance? Like in society, they are our leaders. You mean, like, do they go around, like, visiting communities and stuff and spending time with people? Like, stuff like that? Yeah, let, let's go there. Yes. Well, I mean, I haven't heard of nothing like that. <laughs> so, I mean, important, because how are you going to know what your people need if you don't talk to them? 
how can you be a good leader if you don't like meet people where their needs are? Because, I mean, otherwise, you're kind of just doing stuff for yourself and for, like, the people around you and you're in their benefit. Yeah, I agree with Tony. Like, once you get into politics, my cousin was talking about this. He was a commissioner. Like, you get... You get tangled up, like, in a bunch of stuff. Like, you have to try to please, like, different people. You're not really, like, when you get elected, like, one of your main, you might go into office, like, with your intention, be, I want to, I want to be a leader. I want to help people. But then you have to start worrying about, like, oh, how can I get elected again? And then you have to try to like please other people, like your constituents, the stuff, and like your sponsors. And then you can't, you know, be in the community for real, or you have to lie. You have to lie to them. So, in terms of social leaders, no, I don't think like elected officials like a majority of the time are good leaders in a social sense the best leaders are like in the church to be honest like cuz tony like you were saying you meet people where you like where they are like as a pastor and a minister and stuff like that like that's your job like you have to meet people where they are and you have to minister to them mm-hmm. and you have to give them hope and stuff like that so I feel like I mean look at Dr. King he was he was a pastor right you know and he was very sensitive you know about the issues concerning black people and he knew how to talk to people That's like Kayana was saying. You got to have, like, that biblical foundation if you want to do something like that mm-hmm. so you can be unwavering because it's going to be easy to, like, waver every which way, like, when you have the pressure of, you know, people sponsoring you and stuff and all that, like, the pressure of not, maybe not being elected again and all that, but, like, as a leader, I don't think you can really, like, you can't care about that stuff. Yeah. You got to be all yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and if God is the center of it, if He wants you back in that position, He'll put you back in that position, regardless. Mm-hmm. If you impress the people or not, He'll put you back in that position. Because at the end of the day, He's in control of everything. So, yeah. Well, I'm gone. Um, to just wrap up, what would be the biblical characteristics of a leader in in the government situation? Yeah, that's totally. So, so where do we find these leaders? How do we make, find, see leaders? Like, how does this happen? 
Well, I think like Emmanuel was saying, we're talking yeah. about it, so we're gonna have to. We have to make ourselves. Okay. Right. We have to make ourselves. And I think as we try to like educate ourselves more about Black history and stuff, it'll be easier to figure out a plan because, like we're saying, um, the more you study the Um, honest humility yeah yeah because you kind of have to put yourself before I mean not yourself scratch what I just you have to put others before yourself when you're trying to make other people's lives better especially in like a leader you also need endurance to be a leader yeah, you were saying, Tony. You got to be like that. Needs to be your main focus, like actually leading people. You know, there's this verse in uh, Revelation, Revelation three ten. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. That's talking about endurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're in a leadership position, like things will get good, but they also can get pretty bad too. Like having to rally a bunch of people and, you know, that human nature starts to s- sink in and, you know, there's dissent. But you need that biblical foundation, like you were saying. You know, that, you know, and things, things are going to get a whole lot worse than they are now. They're going to get a whole lot worse. You think about, oh, that, how can it get worse? Yeah, it'll get worse. It's, you know, it's going to get a whole lot worse. But yeah, endurance, honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what else? What else y'all think? Leadership position like that, because like you were saying, like you can get caught up in like, oh, I don't want to look bad, and I want them to like me and stuff. But and then it's you're kind of starting to focus on yourself, and this if you're trying to lead a group of people for like their benefit, then it's not like just about you and you have to realize okay this isn't just me this is bigger than me yeah mm-hmm. I agree and um, on top of that I think people need to know how to speak publicly because mm-hmm. I've you leaders who can't speak. I mean, yes, they have great confidence, great integrity and ideals, but... Hey, guys. Hello. (laughs) The thing got ended some kind of way. Oh. 
Yeah. But I'm like, continue with what you were saying. Um, but yeah, public in in my opinion is something people really need to have because if they can't stir or inspire people to follow them to to come along on this journey and experience then then they shouldn't be up there <laughs> because I know that's something that I believe is a big deal. I mean, in the professional corporate world, if you can't speak to an audience, if you can't persuade your audience to not necessarily do what you want, but to see the reason on why you're fighting so hard, then it's already lost. Because you can't join people and and just go with the wind. You have to leave people. And that means actually having words that make sense. So, um, so yeah, I think I think I think that's one of not just one of the best, but I think that's one that a leader needs to have. At least they need a they need to speak. They need to public speak well, like get an A in the class. And that could also tie into, like, humility, because I know my public speaking teacher, like, she would talk about, it's about the information that you're trying to, you know, that you're trying to give out. It's not about you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, focus on the information, what you're trying to say, and not focus so much on, oh, like, I wonder what they're thinking about, you know? Mm-hmm. It's about that. Mm. It's about the message. And like you were saying, it's very important for it to be, for it to come across clearly in order for people to you know, get riled up. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, one more question. Do you guys feel that we are making a difference? Like us? Yeah, like what we're doing this podcast, or even individually, um, as just a person in society, as a Christian, seven-day Adventist, Black person, you guys think that we're making a difference? I know it's making a difference in my life and like my ideologies because like hearing you guys' perspectives, like you guys are very intelligent, you know, and it just, it adds to, I feel like I'm learning a lot. Like, yeah. So I know it's adding to me and I feel like it's growing me as a person. Um, I don't know for sure as to like the listeners and such. I hope so. But you know that's something that I, I pray about because you know God will have it reach who he wants it to reach. And it's kind of hard like when you're trying to 
run something like this, you're like, oh, I want this many people to listen to it. I want this. I want that. But it's not about that. Because even if you get just two listeners, if the two, if it impacts their lives, then like that's what you know. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would hope so, and I pray that it does. Yeah. Um, for me, I hope so too. Like this podcast, but I feel like, like us just talking about leadership and being in leadership, like ship positions. I know I need to do more. I know I do. And I feel God has been trying to. Like it's not just now. I'm not trying to make like me seem like oh I'm you know this. You know, but I feel like God has been trying to put me. He's put me in leadership positions, even though I've been kind of like afraid of that. To be honest. My biggest obstacle to being like a, for me, what am I trying to say? The biggest obstacle for me, I feel like in order for me to become a good leader, is kind of like what y'all were just talking about. Like public speaking, like being able to rally a bunch of people, get a bunch of people charged up, jumping up and down, ready to take action. Like, I feel like I can be, like, a leader by example. hmm Yeah. Can I share a little testimony with y'all? Is that of good? Of course. Of course. Okay. Okay. You're sure? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> so I started playing sports late. Started playing sports in the 11th grade. Um, so, so the summer of my 11th grade year, I went out for football and y'all, I was the sorriest person out there. 300 pounds could barely run, you know, I would just be getting lit up and practice and people would be laughing at me, pancaking me. That's when you get blocked, like in a, like in a, in a very embarrassing way. Like, people would be running through me. I'd be limping off the football field, throwing up and stuff. Then, like, a, you know, like a week before our first game, our coach pulled me aside. He said, Emmanuel, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make you a captain. I said, huh? What? Me? No, uh-uh. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, sir. <laughs> Not Emmanuel. No. Uh-uh. He's like, yeah, I see I feel like you're a good example, Emmanuel, because I see you've been having a hard time out here. But you work hard. And you're not a quitter. I'm like, Coach, listen, I, I, like I heard everything you just said right now. I did. But, uh, nah, you don't want me to be a captain, Coach. 
okay. And like our first game, he listened to me. I wasn't a captain the first game. So our first game, we were sitting in the locker room. Everybody was jumping up and down, listening to rap music, you know. And I was sitting in the corner scared. I was scared, to be honest. I'm just being honest with y'all. I was scared. Because I knew what was about to happen. The same thing that had been happening in practice for the last two months. And um, y'all know what happened? Y'all won. Yeah, we won. We won. We won. We we had the only winning season in like the past 10 years. And um, our offensive line, I played offensive line. We were the best in our region, 3A. And by the third week of the our football season, our, cap, our coach said, Emmanuel, like I remember what you had said, but like you kind of don't have a choice right now for real. So uh, for the little captain's walk, I'm going to need you to go ahead and tighten up. And he slapped my butt. He said, go ahead, go out there. I said, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I feel like I have the potential to be a good leader. It's just that fear. For me, it's the fear. Fear. But growth comes in uncomfortable situations, you know? Amen. So... I'm going to just have to be uncomfortable, I guess. You know? But, yeah. They said I was pretty good, too, playing for my little fo- on our little football season or whatever. Kiana, they named a little trophy after me. And they- I mean, but, you know, it's whatever, I guess. But um, <laughs> named a little trophy after me. The Emmanuel Williams Award. Slight flex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, who is that number 72 out there? I said, oh, that's, you know, that's, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's just who I am, I guess. But what are y'all saying? Y'all go ahead. I'm just talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God will put us in situations like that for us to know, like, we had the potential to be leaders. I feel like I have the potential to be leader, but I need to do more. Like when school starts back, I want to do reach. I want to do reach. I want to start like mentoring to like little children. Like children. You know, maybe something at first church too. Mm-hmm. I want to do something in my community that I'm in now because there's a lot of stroke and diabetes and stuff like I want to inform people like about health that's a ministry I want to go into I believe but yeah ladies that's that's my little tape I'm gonna let you go ahead and go Kayana go ahead girl <laughs> you got it <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think this podcast is making a huge difference. Um, why? Because of us three. Mm -hmm. I think it was no accident that all of us 
happen to be somehow friends and then have this dynamic between all of three of us that we can literally have an interesting conversation or make boring conversations interesting and and you know have this biblical perspective because it's not every day first thing you meet real christians and it's not every day that you meet those christians who have a podcast who actually talk about something meaningful um and i was asked to be in a number of podcasts throughout my year in college use in college um and i said yes to every single one of them and none of them have ever actually done anything or gone anywhere um it was kind of like yes and then i'll get back to you and then never happened um and this one happened and i've noticed god do that in my life over and over again he's always like oh yeah can you can say yes to everything and I'll still close all the doors and act like you said no. <laughs> and it just, it just worked out so perfectly. I know that this, even if one person is listening consistently, they are making a change, not just in the family, but in the community, in their little world. They're making a difference because of this podcast, because of what God is doing through all three of us, who are, by the way, leaders. And I think this podcast has made me think deeper. I mean, I've never actually researched. <laughs> and this podcast has made me like research and be political and actually think about changing the world. And um, I would say that we're, we're doing a pretty good thing. We're doing a pretty good thing. And if we could, I wish we could get tax exempt because that would be awesome. Um, but you know, we do what we can. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I definitely see giant plans for us. I don't think that this is just gonna stay a podcast for another year and then fade away. I think this might as well be a movement. This might as well be a little business going throughout the nation, inspiring hope. You know, so I'm I'm curious to see, you know, where we'll all end up in three, five years. That's beautiful. You just gave me goosebumps right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My eyes are tearing up. I was gonna cry another episode. Oh, man. I'm like, dang. <laughs> waterworks, bro. I'm always bringing them out. the guys i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm telling you we're gonna have a platform one day at the school we're going to and we're gonna be speaking about political stuff so get your public speaking on (laughs) because it's really it's really about that i'm telling you i'm 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 planning it now so be prepared. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'll be ready now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ready. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, so closing prayer? 
Well, go ahead, Tony. Okay. Bless her. Oh. Voice has been sounding so good this whole go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. Um, dear Holy Father, thank you for this day. Bringing us here together again to just talk about something that is important for this world and implement you in it and intertwine you in it. God, please help us to continue to put you first in our lives, God. Um, please continue to bless this podcast and allow it to glorify you. And God, like we were saying, if only one or two are listening, God, please bless their lives, God, and bless them for having a desire to search after you and search after things of you, God, and please increase that thirst that's in them for you and things of you, God. And um, just please help us continue to grow us and continue to um, shape our character to be like you and help us to um, figure out ways to be leaders and figure out ways to help others and build your kingdom. And Jesus name, I pray, amen. 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 Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the Till victory is won.